You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do And this is part two of the 2011 Vacation Up the California Coast. <laughs> In our first podcast, we talked about the first half of our vacation. We started at uh, Morro Bay and then went up to the beaches of San Simeon and worked our way up to Big Sur. And we talked a little bit about uh, the Rosehaven Cabin and going to lunch at uh, the Forge in the Forest. So if you've heard the first podcast on our vacation, you've heard all that scoop. In uh, this podcast, we're going to talk about the second half of our vacation. So hang on for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. The Boo Boo Loon Pet Recovery Collar is an innovative inflatable product that comfortably restricts pets from harming most surgical wounds, skin disorders, and obsessive licking or scratching. It's the humane alternative to the hard plastic cone and other devices. The Boo Boo Loon is easy to use and designed to be soft, fully adjustable, and pillow-like, allowing for unrestricted vision and complete freedom of movement. Sizes range from extra small to extra large. So join the Boo Boo Lucian. Become a Boo Boo Buddy on Facebook or check out BooBooLoon.com. B O O B O O L O O N.com. Is the coast clear? Yes. Let's go. Are you sure they went to Petco? Where else would they go? Whoopsie. Hey, calm down. I smell presents. <gasps> go to PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco and get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off hundreds of holiday items at Petco. PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco. Uh-oh, step on it. Okay. Oh, not on my tail. <laughs> Petco, where the pets go. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, journalists, and bloggers. And we'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. 
So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I guess the starting point for the second half of the vacation would start with our walk at the Garland Regional Park in Carmel Valley. That's Lovely place. Wonderful park. Really nice. Yeah. Horse friendly, dog friendly, jogger, bicycles, all around everybody. Yeah. It was a little hard for me to get excited about going there first because I love the beach so much. Right. It's like drive inland. <laughs> we come all this way to see the beach, but it was worth it. I trip. was, yeah, I was like, good. Was <laughs> we have to hit the beaches and the, the inland. It was less than 10 minutes oh, yeah. to go inland. Yeah. And just yeah. a really nice It's in a area. nice valley, Carmel Valley. Hills on either side, not that I would call mountains, but, you know, for... Yeah, for, hills. They're, they're hills. When we went, it was fairly warm yeah. and dry. We hadn't had any of the winter rains yet. Things hadn't started to green up, although the rains hit very shortly thereafter. But very nice walk. The paths were nicely marked. Nice little rustic signs going mm-hmm. here, 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 ranger station. Different loops, different distances. Right. If you wanted to take a challenge to go uphill, we didn't. No. <laughs> there was one called Lupine Loop or something, and if it's called Lupine, no. that's too too steep. We sampled the hiking. Yes, yes. Yeah. It took it over a mile. So what we did was over a mile. Yeah. That was good. Grassy meadows plus mm-hmm. shrub oak. Some old, old Wonderful looking oak trees. Gorgeous. Uh, gorgeous oak trees. trees. Yeah. Poopy dog station every probably quarter mile, because I think we ran across four. I figured that was yeah. just over a mile of a loop. Yeah. It's every quarter mile. And that brings up one Not of our pet peeves. Poopy bags and trash cans. Right. Yeah. So you didn't have to carry it very far. Right. No, which was really nice. I love the sign that says also to pick up after your horse. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't see those really big poop bags. <laughs> I hadn't figured that one out yet. And I'm sorry, you know, yes, I believe that we should, all dog owners should pick up after their dogs, but horse poop is poop of a different flavor. Yeah. (laughs) So the dogs think too. (laughs) That's much more biodegradable. Right. Yeah. uh, Yeah. You know, I guess if they have a lot of people come in with horses, you know, maybe it's important that they do scoop. But we would just be happy if the dog owners would scoop. That is a little bit of a... <sighs> a little disappointing. Prob- yeah, I see. That was a little disappointing on this trip. There were several places where we saw much, much too much poop. But the Garland Regional Park was such a nice park. Mm-hmm. And they were so dog-friendly. They had a water place where the dogs could get water. And the horses could get water. Yeah. They had the poop stations with trash cans and poopy bags. And we mm-hmm. always carry ours. But, you know, you never know. You could run out of bags. Yeah. And there were... Just more than just accidental poops. Yeah. Uh, the dog well, then, should And have then one of the other rules, remember seeing the sign, is the dogs must be on leash. And there was lots of dogs off leash. Yeah. When that one came around the corner, it totally surprised all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. So if they're supposed to be on leash, I don't care if they're, you know, if it's four foot off of the trail, you step four feet off and you pick up your dog's poop. Poop. Yeah. 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 So, minor pet peeve, but it is a pet peeve. So, all yeah. of you dog owners who are listening, I know you're all responsible about it. 
But uh, carry some extra bags. I mean, Kate chased a guy down one time. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me, did you need a bag? And he still ignored you. Yeah, he did. But at least his ears turned red. <laughs> Maybe I made him think. I don't know. I don't know. But the other Amazing. thing I was glad that we had with us after that walk were some baby wipes. Yes. Yes. Out here on the West Coast, we have uh, sumac or poison Poison oak. sumac, yep. poison oak. Um, yep. Back east, poison ivy. And, right. You know, actually, the dogs usually don't show much reaction to it, but they carry the oils on their fur. And mm-hmm. owners can have wonderful reactions. And mm-hmm. as my mother found out, if your dog gets the oil on its fur and then jumps into your car and then spreads it all over the upholstery uh-huh. and then takes it home and jumps on the uh, upholstery in your house, yep. um, humans can have a hard time tracking down the source and it can be an itchy proposition for a long time (laughs) and i was very pleased that none of the three of us (laughs) developed it now i know that i'm not allergic i have so many allergies there is something i'm not allergic to and that's poison sumac my dad figured that out when i was a kid and took a nap under a poison sumac bush but I'm assuming I am allergic to poison oak because I am allergic to just about everything else. And I, I don't make any yeah. <laughs> any claims to not be. But we did. We wiped the dogs down and knock, know, knock on wood. We don't know that they did or not because they were on leash with us. But right. uh, just to be safe. Mm-hmm. We surely didn't want to ruin our vacation <laughs> yeah. with bottles of calamine lotion. Exactly. <laughs> scratch, scratch, itch, itch. Oatmeal bass. Yeah. yeah. Well, after we left uh, Garland Regional Park, we went to Monterey and walked around Fisherman's Wharf and the the beach there. That was the windy and cold, and that's when it we was were a watching, bit watching the storm clouds come in. <laughs> yes, it was invigorating. Sea lions, <laughs> sea lions in the harbor. All the smells. The dogs' noses were going 100 miles an hour. Uh-huh. What's this smell? What's this smell? And the next day, Pedro and I went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. And we discovered a secret. Same day? Yeah, same day. It was a very long day. Well, you know me in time. Okay. (laughs) We discovered a secret. When you're up on Fisherman's Wharf and you're down at the far end where there is a large statue of a fisherman (laughs) in front of a restaurant. Yep. um, At which point, by the way, my youngest boy went, what is that? So I had spent some time walking around it, getting him used to it, making the statue into a treat dispensing toy. Uh Uh-huh. So he got all over it. Then when we went to the aquarium, we realized, we didn't know that while we were up on the wharf, that there's a camera <laughs> on the wharf. So when you're in the aquarium and you're in the coastal you. region section of the aquarium, <laughs> and they talk about shorebirds and, and um, tidal pools, and then you come to another section and it talks about non-native Habitat. Or, yeah, something like that. Something like invasive. So that's the that, tourists. That's us. And the, that's the, the, that's yeah. the TV screen uh-huh. that is showing what the camera is catching up on the wharf. Which is the tourists. And I realized <laughs> and that's we're, where we had been we about four hours there. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So as TV. we watched the family and the little and the dad p- p- picking up the little boy and they were pointing out and I thought that's what we were doing and we're not realizing that. So next time you're up there, they should really have a sign saying "Smile, you're on the camera." You know, and maybe they did. I just didn't. Yeah, maybe we didn't see it. But next time you're there, when you get to the fisherman, hang a right, look out to the harbor, and, and smile wave. and wave because <laughs> you're now part of the the flora and fauna being observed. <laughs> That is kind of rude. <laughs> and don't miss the aquarium. It's fabulous. But let's go back to the statue of oh. the fisherman. Yes. 
introducing your dog to something that's scary. Because Quill did react to that he statue. Did. And I, you know, did, with talking about it in puppy class, I'm always telling people about, you know, if you're, everything is new to a puppy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world is new. And this was the first trip for Quill, your Jack Russell, mm-hmm. and Rio, Patris Aussie, and Cisco, my Aussie. Yeah. Now, Walter and Bashir had traveled many times before, but we brought three adolescents that had never traveled. So it was all an adventure. And I was being lured a little bit into a false sense of complacency because I don't know Terrier or just his personality, but he hasn't been thrown by that many things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd rather much go just bonsai and attack it rather than get worried about it. But the fisherman statue worried him for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But we did. I did the same thing I recommend to my students is jolly them, have fun with it. You can't correct fear. Neither can you force fear out of but if you throw a party next to the fearful thing, if you turn the fearful thing into a treat dispensing object, then they get the courage to come up to it and you get to reward them for being brave. And then the older dog who's unflappable can be a tremendous help. When you were having the statue be the treat provider, Walter was there also going, right. I'm brave, I'll have treats, I'll sure. take treats. And so that that brings in that sibling rivalry. Oh, Walter's getting treats. Maybe mm-hmm. I ought to come up and exactly. get treats. And Walter's not worried, so I don't have to be worried. Which is the nice part about having an older dog and a younger dog as opposed to two young dogs. Because mm-hmm. they can feed on each other's fear. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, yeah, uh, we were able to Bashir several times. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the, the young guys looking to him as, oh, what do you <laughs> say, big brother? There was a couple times when Bashir was walking in the middle and Rio was on one side and Cisco was <laughs> yeah, on the other was. and they were their sides were uh-huh. touching him. It was a Bashir sandwich. He was the cream <laughs> filling. <laughs> and if but, he wasn't going to panic, by golly, they yeah, weren't either. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But you yeah. know, on that uh, on that uh, on the pier, we actually had our own treat dispensing. Oh yeah, yeah. You and I going from one side to sample the clam chowder <laughs> to the other side going sample ours. You run over there and sample the clam chowder. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's a lot of competition on the pier to get um, patrons for clam chowder. <laughs> yeah, and so every place we went to was giving out little samples. Pretty, pretty, good, pretty good size, actually. Yeah. We almost didn't need lunch at all, which of course was nothing lunch. to me. Nobody was giving samples a roast beef sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Kate and I were enjoying that. You know, you, you go to the Fisherman's so Wharf and you don't one? eat seafood. No. Yeah, yeah. No. We were tough. sampling. Hmm, this had a little bit of a, well, that was one of the bacon. Oh, oh that, that's applewood smoked apple bacon. Smoked bacon. That in gave that it one. an interesting tang. Uh-huh. And yet we went with the traditional cream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, after it all. But yeah. it wasn't interesting. If I'd gotten bored, if I went there often, I might want the smoky bacon Just for to try it. Yeah, for a little different. Yeah. yeah. But it was great. It was cold and windy, and uh, the clam chowder was just perfect. Mm-hmm. And my roast beef mm-hmm. sandwich was absolutely fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> I did find one, but no free samples. <laughs> yeah, that became the thing. Okay, you got. we like the chowder. Now, what else is on your menu? We yes. Somebody else we got to feed here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, then we went to the aquarium, but dogs weren't allowed there. Oh, so right. But back to the wharf. There. Remember, we had uh, the one guy that was tr- trying to lure us in not only with samples of his chowder, but with the fact oh. that they would let dogs come in on the on patio. patio. Right. Yeah. He just so, did a uh, Halloween uh, party for... Raise some, what, $800 for the, for the uh, Humane Society. Society. Yeah. He was very was pleased really with that. Yeah. yeah. 
awesome. very proud to talk tell us about. It. We thought that was we, uh-huh. we gave him pats on the shoulder. Good yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was awesome. Yeah, and then. Uh, Let's see, we spent one more night in the cabin, the Rosehaven cabin that we talked about in the first podcast. That was the night the storm storm came in. And this was a cabin. Cabin, not insulated, no wallboard inside. It was a wooden cabin. That was cool. Of which you could see through the cracks in a few places. And I know the storm hit about 3.30 in the morning, and I know that because... It woke me up. Oh, it downpoured so hard. And pine cones and acorns oh, hitting gosh. the roof. Boom, 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 boom. It was crazy. Now, but remember, though, in part one, we met. Yeah, I know. You were sound asleep. Liz I didn't and I, you wake. Liz was like, yeah. <laughs> but we also mentioned that the bathroom was, it was out outside. On the, okay, so it's pouring rain. Now, it's we're not cold. Ta- just to recount, we're not talking outhouse. It's not that you have to go through the outside to get there. There's no You go outside walls. and there's only one wall, which is the cabin wall. <laughs> the rest of it is open to the elements. <laughs> Period. <laughs> which, you know, when actually it's raining <laughs> was a little charming on a warm starlit night. But as it got colder and as it got wetter, it lost a little charm. <laughs> it was still interesting. But I am so proud of you to take a shower in the rain out there. Well, you know, it was. That's I will say. I was, okay. They did, it, did have the hot water heater turned up really high. Thank great goodness. And apparently unlimited supply of hot water. Right. And a wonderful yeah. heater yes. in the cabin. Right. Yes. To the point where we had to turn it off because it would get too hot. Yeah. Yeah inside but it was interesting in a light damp rain in the redwood forest to be taking a hot steaming shower <laughs> it would be it was just trying to figure out where to dry off to get back in <laughs> well you could have dashed back in naked we wouldn't have looked but. yeah we're all girls yeah but anyway then we we headed across to selena's John Steinbeck's, and of course we've read John Steinbeck's, so it was kind of interesting to see all the John Steinbeck mm-hmm. stuff. And then south to Buellton, which was probably, no offense to Motel 6, but probably our last day in a Motel 6. Second Motel 6 on the trip, and it's like, no. Yeah, yeah. We were we outgrown it, grown it. We were disappointed, <laughs> disappointed by both the Motel 6s. I don't know yeah. if... And we've stayed at both of them before, so I don't know if there was change in ownership or... Change in us. <laughs> yeah. Whether we were spoiled by the one on the beach, the resort on the beach. Yeah, well, uh, that that one would be easy to spoil us. But well, yeah. and Walter's reaction to Motel Six uh, kind of colored our perceptions. Yes, yes. Walter, the wonder dog, <laughs> Kate appointed himself our sentry. Yeah. <laughs> and did we mention at the same Motel Six, they were tons and tons of bicyclists getting ready for a major ride the next day? And you know those bicycle shoes—they're almost. As bad as clack, 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 clack. Yeah. And yeah. then, of course, there's the bicycle stuff in the yeah. in and the out. And the getting up early in the morning oh, yes. to get ready for the major bicycle ride. And, 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 and a they whole don't lot think, of spandex. And they don't, yeah, and they don't think people are sleeping at 5 o'clock in the morning. So, bam, boom, tromp, 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 tromp. Yeah. What did you oh. say? The guy above you was pacing all night or something? Or something. I have no idea. Or unless he was dancing up there. He's breaking in his new shoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the, the upshot of all of that was Walter spent most of the evening on... Yes. And I did not want him to bark, so I spent most of the evening coming bolt upright and grabbing him. Yes. Yeah. Which was interesting because 
the Aussies were, they didn't make the sound. And Bashir and Cisco can both be very watchful. But uh, they drew straws, yeah. and apparently Walter yeah. was on guard duty that yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. And Rhea was on my bed. He would just sit up and listen, but didn't make a sound. And the terrier but of course, crashed. he was alert all the time. So every time you know, door slammed, bam, or whatever was going on, he's oh, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> but it was. Not and a, I thought the terrier would be night. the one I'd be squashing all the time. He he went into his crate and crashed and said he was off duty. Well, in fact, I lost him that one time. <laughs> <laughs> You went in to take a shower. Walter went in with you. My two boys were asleep, and I hadn't even opened the door to the room, so I knew he didn't slide out, but I was there going, where's Quill? I can't find Quill. Where the heck did... I was actually getting ready to look under the bed in Motel 6 and not sure I really wanted to do that. But getting ready to look under the bed when I realized he had crated himself and was sound asleep. Yeah, that was his... Yeah. And he's tired. He just, he's gone. And he loves his crate. Yeah. yeah. It's a safety zone. Now, the Motel 6 also had a severe disappointment. They had a potty area for the dogs, which was very nice. And one of the reasons why we stayed there the second time. Very nice, shaded by nice trees, a hedge around it. They even have some cute uh, wooden signs Signs and stuff. I don't think anybody in the last... Three weeks mm. had picked up any dog poo. It was horrid. It was so bad, Bashir didn't even want to walk in the grass. And I know I pulled out a poopy bag and picked up several piles. I know you did too, Kate. Yeah, it and then I started horrid. looking. I, I thought, well, maybe it was right here at the beginning. So I picked up a couple and then went to the trash can, came back, and I went, oh, my gosh, I could spend all day here. Yeah, yeah. That is for the patronage, not so much the motel. That's not the still, motel's fault. It would be nice if they well, patrolled it a little better. That's the guy that potty his two dogs and you offered him a poopy bag. Oh, I, I, I chased away. him halfway back to his room. Yeah. yeah. But he just put his head down and walked faster. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, we need to take a break for our sponsors. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit, I think, about, well, we'll talk about solving because we walked <laughs> the dogs around solving. <laughs> that's interesting. And then about the dogs in the car because figuring out. We had five dogs and three people in one car. Just envision that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute. Take a listen for our sponsors. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, more to be exact. It's the holidays at PetSmart, so come one and all. There are hundreds of gifts for pets big and pets small. Toys only at PetSmart so special and new. They'll love the gifts. You'll love the value. Hurry to PetSmart today for your very best friend and save 30 to 50% before the holiday ends. The holidays are just around the corner. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. So shop early and save money. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart today. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is our second half of the podcast, second podcast about our vacation, which was overall a wonderful vacation. Well, a few disappointments, you know, a couple of the places we stayed, people not picking up after their dogs as much as we would like them to, not that we're in charge of the world, but we'd like to think so. It would be run a whole lot smoother if we were. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> But the last day of vacation before the trip home, we went to Solvang. Probably most everybody in the Western United States knows what Solvang is, and maybe some elsewhere. But it's a town that was founded by Danish immigrants in Central California. And the building construction is all of Danish type. And there's wine shops and cheese shops and Danish pastry shops and... It's a tourist destination with Danish tones, I guess you could say. Yeah, you'll see more than one windmill. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. many windmills. You'll even see people in wooden shoes walking along the street. Yes, mm-hmm. and this they'll sell you wooden shoes. Mm-hmm. My favorite, of course, is the Danish pastry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those but, are good. But Kate and I both, before we knew each other, lived in the area, and our families came to Solvang. I know my family would come out three or four times a year on a Sunday to go get pastries. So I imprinted on Danish pastries. <laughs> and of all things, I, it was for me, it was pea soup Anderson's. Well, see, my dad liked that, but I don't like pea soup. So that was no appeal to me. I didn't like any pea soup in the world for a long time, except pea soup Anderson's. Ah, uh, did you eat that what you got? Have you eaten Yes, it I did. Oh, okay. It was, was it, wonderful. It was still as good as you remembered. <laughs> yeah. huh? I still remember their, their two little logos. It was a sort of a uh, Laurel and Hardy pair, and one was hat pea and the other was split pea, and they would use big mallets to split the peas in half. Anyway, it was awfully cute when I was a kid, and you could stick your head through the sign and get a picture with your head, your face in place of hat peas or split peas. I it was what we did. Okay. I don't remember you know, that at all. It's still there today. I checked. I don't remember that at all. We it's took pictures today. with the windmill, but oh. I don't remember that at all. Good old happy and split. <laughs> and if you ate all of your soup at the bottom of the bowl, there was a picture of them. Okay. Yes. Anyway, but yes, there are many things to do and see in solving. Well, there was something new this time in solving. Apparently, there was a tour... From Japan. There were a number of Japanese tourists, and I picked up enough of the language. Paul was able to speak some Japanese. So they were Japanese, and apparently we were curiosities. 
There must have been four or five tour buses, you know. Oh, for, yeah. Uh, in yeah. terms of numbers. But yes, we would just be walking down the street being tourists ourselves. With five dogs. And who were behaving themselves. Yeah. Be approached. People would smile, come stand next to us, and one of their other family members would take pictures of us all. Yeah. It happened, what, at least a half a dozen times. And that's I'm what, sure we're all over, plastered all over the internet in Japan. And I don't know. I just wouldn't know how to problems. Google it. Yeah. And that was, say there'd be a family of four. Well, one would take the picture, and then the other three would take turns Turn standing, standing next to us next to us with a big smile not necessarily petting the dogs no no just standing next to two or three confused looking american women with five dogs yeah, yeah. i was beginning to feel like a tourist attraction and it seemed a like it always happened as one of us was in the store the I other think, two was holding on the dogs and they all suddenly be flooded with japanese i think maybe when cameras. there was all three of us we were on the move yeah. yeah. But when one of us went into a store and we then that had stood still. Two with, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That made us a little more approachable, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just remember Liz and I were standing there with all the dogs in sits, being good, waiting for you. And a woman comes up and it's like, you know, how they smile and then nod their head. And I think it was a son picture. And I said, okay. And she stood just a few inches from me and smiled and. Okay, so she went out of the picture, and then the husband comes and shakes his head and smiles at me, and I'm like, okay, and Liz and I were in another picture. And, and it's not like, well, like you said, Kate, it's not like they were petting the dogs. Mm. No. Uh, just, well, a couple did, but they seemed a little really. unsure about it, but yeah. no, it was more that I really think we should have dropped a hat and made it a photo op <laughs> for, for Fee. Yeah, yeah. Next time we will. Yeah. <laughs> but... Cultural, cultural differences, I guess. But yes, it was uh, the first time was kind of funny. The second time was. Well, um, I can imagine. And, our- and after a while, I was starting to get a little confused. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this look of confusion on these pictures that these, all these people took. Yeah. What? <laughs> but the dogs were always well behaved. Yes. yes. Maybe that was the appeal. Maybe the dogs were the appeal. They were well behaved. But Well behaved dogs, but look at the stupid look on the owners. <laughs> <laughs> and then. The trip home, which was very good. It was, I think one of the things that I noticed after about, well, I think it was pretty quick. The second day of travel. I'd say second day. The dogs went, okay, we're going to walk and walk and walk and walk and see new things. And then we're going to get in the car and then we're going to stop again and walk and walk and walk and walk, which we did. We covered some ground. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get in the car and we better take a nap when we get in the car. Because if you don't nap, you're going to be tired. It almost... Like a switch was thrown. They got in the car and they crashed. (laughs) They all jumped in, had their places, and they were done. (laughs) Until we stopped and then they come out and we do our thing and go back in, in their places. And they were crashed. With one exception. Your busy boy? Or your... Yeah, well, we the intention was to have the three young ones in crates. Yes. Just to keep the territory safe. Right. Mm -hmm. And because if we did go in... And left all of them in the car. That the three younger ones wouldn't get into trouble. Wouldn't get into trouble. So the two young Aussies were in the back in wire crates. And we packed stuff under them and around them. And after we realized that they probably had the best seat in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. And they were very eager to jump in. It's not like they were resistant. Oh, no. I mean, there was one time that Cisco jumped up before I had the crate door open. And I thought he about <laughs> killed himself. <laughs> and then we had a crate set up for the Jack Russell. Quill, but um, it may have been a little bit small. It was a big what we could manage behind the second row of seats. 
But he didn't even barely give it a try. He just didn't want to be there. Yeah. He just, he wouldn't so much whine as he just, (sighs) 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 which actually I kind of ignored the first, most of the first day. Yeah. And we were in and out and in and out. Yeah. But by this, then I did sort of leave the door open and make a nest in front of it. And then he was half in and half out of the crate. And that was okay. And he did sort of ooze over into the second seat, into my lap a couple of times. But he also (laughs) went back to his nest. But then we discovered that I can't ride very well in the back seat. So I got to ride in the front seat and Liz (laughs) got to ride in the back seat. And I didn't allow him to ooze. (laughs) He could pick a point. He could, if Walter was on your lap, Quill could ride with Bashir in the second seat, the passenger seat, or he could lay behind the seats in a princess in the pea pile of blankets. (laughs) That pile of blankets was six inches thick. (laughs) I mean, talk about comfort and fleecy, but he was not allowed to ooze. (laughs) There were a couple of occasions when I did glance into the back seat and find a terrier in Liz's lap. Yeah. And she'd be going... (laughs) He, what's he doing? He likes me. Why is he doing this? They form some type of odd relationship. And, you, know, and, you know, every now and then I heard the, ah, don't panic. Don't fight me. Yeah. Because Quill would go into all four legs straight out if you <laughs> tried to move him where he didn't want to he go. He is a very small dog, but with four legs going four different directions and stiff yeah. It's like putting yeah. a round peg in a square hole. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, then all of a sudden he would just ooze and charm you and curl right up in your lap. Yes. yes. Which I was quietly giggling about. <laughs> so, Did we take a picture of that? I want it. No, There's no proof. Huh? There's I want no it. Proof. I, know. I don't think we took any proof. There's no People proof. People do not believe that Liz had a jack on her lap. And I want it known that it was at the cabin that Liz brought down his quills quote crate the little one for in the car not the big one he slept in and took it apart saying well he's not going to use it anyway we might as well just open it up and make a nest out of it yes i will admit to that and i just giggled and helped cut the little edges off it so yes so, yeah <laughs> i did i admit it <laughs> She went from, you got a terrier, why? <laughs> well, I still ask that. I still ask that. But, you know, he can be a little charming, she says, petting him as he's mashed his head up against her yes, chest. Yes, I know, he just wanted body heat, that's all. <laughs> well, the other part that I did, okay, walking on the beach. Yes. I don't think we had talked about this. Seeing them disappear into the distance. Oh, no, I don't think we, we the talked about The difference between that. herding dogs, which yes. is what... Liz loves. Yes. And what she's used to. Yes. And Petra's used to that. Yeah, yes. all my dogs are herding, herding dogs. dogs herding dogs, when you go for a walk and they're allowed off leash, they run big circles around you, or mm-hmm. they'll run to the front or the back, but they check in. It's the Aussie's done it. My German foot perimeter. The shepherds have done it. Yeah. German shepherds. And it's, the palms will even do it. It's more than a 10 foot perimeter. No, with your, with the herdings. It's more yeah, than a 10, ten foot. But, yeah. yeah, they yeah, don't go yeah, far. Yeah. They want to stay close and they check in. In fact, a lot of them will actually come and nose you. That's called a touch back. Ah. And every once in a while, you feel a nose on your leg and you know mm-hmm. that so and so's checked in. Terriers don't do that, apparently. No. no. And neither does Walter. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will never forget that. Foggy so we're, we're walking on the beach and all the dogs are off leash and it's yes, fine yeah. there. And all the Aussies are. Circling. Circling us. And then 
There is something to the distance. There's a black butt and a white butt running just as hard as they can away from us. And keep going. And I'm looking at Kate going, you're not going to call them back? You're and not keep gonna, going. And they, they're still going. And, said, yeah, they'll be back. And I remember just looking at Liz there. going, well, how far does she let them go? And you're like, <laughs> wait for it. And you're going, wait for it. And I'm going... You, you can't, can't see them. They're in the fog. <laughs> and then you're going, wait for it now. And they turn around and, and come charging back and then passing us and go the other direction. Yep. <laughs> they run just as hard all the way back and then keep going. But yes, it's and I just think, and I, a much wider perimeter. Much, much, yeah. much wider. Yeah. And I think the look on Liz and I's face was the same look on the Aussies <laughs> going, where are they going now? Yeah. <laughs> the Aussies were totally confused. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> we don't go that far. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. And then arriving with a great big, hi, I'm here. How are you? That and then there's bizarre. the if we're talking about terrier, then there's the picture that I took <laughs> on a rock. I think it was at San Simeon Beach, and oh, with all of them on the that rock. The three Aussies are sitting on the rock. That was that morning when they kept going, staring yeah. at the camera. Yeah, and Walter was on the rock staring at the camera. And I think I took about five different shots, and Quill was in motion in all five of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He was not yet ready to shut down and sit. No. We have beaches to run. And I think that's one of the times I said, and you got a terrier, why? Because yeah. <laughs> everyone else is doing a very nice sit-stay on the rock. <laughs> cool. but there were things to be seen and chased and run after. But uh, oh my God. They did that have, overall, I think all five of the dogs had a great time. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Had a great time. I know Cisco was happy to be home. He grabbed his, he likes to nest, and he grabbed his blanket, and he nested in his blanket, and it was a big sigh. <gasps> oh, we're home. Bashir was happy to be home, but the next day, every time I walked towards the car, Bashir was with me. Okay, we going again? Are we Are we going? <laughs> he was very disappointed. We didn't take off again. Mm-hmm. Bashir likes to travel. <laughs> you yeah. and Rio had some good bonding time. We did. I mean, we got home, and Rio said, my mom. <laughs> All the four dogs were not allowed to come near my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now he's actually, he's my little couch potato dog at home. Things settled down. That whole trip, I think, really taught him the settle down technique, mm-hmm. you know, because now he'll come up, he'll curl up on the couch and one head in my lap and he's done for the night. Cool. Yeah. So I think my suggestions, if you haven't traveled with your dog before and you're thinking about it, plan ahead where you want to stay. There are good places and less than good places to stay with your dogs. For Californians, there's a book called The Dog Lover's Guide to California, which I... That was great. That was our our Bible on the trip. I don't think she's ever steered us wrong. No, no. no. We found some great places to stay. That's where we Mm -hmm. found the Garland Regional Park. That's Mm -hmm. where we found the restaurant, The Forge in the Forest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, The Hotel Best Western... uh, The Cavalier. Cavalier. Some great places. Oh, in the Rosehaven Cabin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So whether other states have that book, I don't know, or a similar book. I know this one was also available through AAA. And the AAA tour guides also list whether pets are allowed or not. Right. So you can check with them. And there's a lot of websites that are trying to get going at um, vacation. I mean, there's... There's trying to get the information right. out there. But so search. Do yeah. your research first. Don't count on, 
oh, let's stop here and count on being able to find a dog-friendly place. They're not always available. Mm-hmm. Or they book up quick. I know uh, when I made our reservations for the Cavalier, he was filling up. Yeah. I wanted two adjacent rooms. And that was off-season. And that mm-hmm. was off-season. He was. I wanted two adjacent rooms, and he had to do some looking around in the computer to find us two. Which turned out to be absolutely oh, awesome. They were perfect. Oh my gosh. Absolutely That's some place awesome. I think we decided we'd go up for a long weekend. Oh, we'll do that again. That yeah. was just awesome. That was a great place. The other thing, plan how you're going to carry the dogs in the car. We did some planning ahead of time, making sure the crates would fit, how we would carry all the luggage around the crates. Because crates take up room. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't have room for all five of the dogs to be crated, but we put the two adult dogs and then the unhappy terrier. (laughs) (laughs) We got a dog hammock that sat in the passenger seat, and that worked very well, too. Bring poopy bags. Lots and lots of poopy bags. Bring a water bowl of some sort. Extra dog (laughs) towels. Yep. Do not use the towels in the hotel room. Yep. Bring a brush, so if they go into... Like Walter did. I don't know what he went into. He was brushing out all sorts of stuff out of that coat. Walter the Swiffer Mop Puppy Dog. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> yeah. Bring your Gosh. own food. More yeah. than you think, because if they're getting a lot of exercise, they're going to be hungry. They were. They, they were hungry. Yeah. They, they ate well. Yeah, yeah, they did. Stuff to chew on. Stuff for the dogs to chew on. Mm-hmm. When it did rain at the cabin, we were fortunate enough that the night... the. the that afternoon, mm-hmm. we had stopped at the grocery store, and they actually had a dog dispensing treat toy board game. Kind of yeah. like the Nina Otteson ones, yeah. but a, a knockoff What was version. it, 15 10 bucks. 10 bucks yeah. uh, with a game on each side. So, And we had some cheese. and mm-hmm. It's pouring rain, and nobody wanted to go for a walk, including the dog. So two of us yeah. would hold four, and one dog would play. Mm-hmm. Right. And we'd swatch, and then the others were getting all wound up and getting excited just watching the one play. So, so they when it was their turn, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, worked out good. Yeah, we we spent about an hour rotating around all five dogs, and that emotionally and pretty well physically, <laughs> tired. <laughs> mentally tired them. And they had a little yeah. bit of a the the three young ones had a little bit of a romp together mm-hmm. right there in the cabin, but mild. Yeah, and then they yeah. crashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah it worked out really good. But I think the most important thing is plan ahead. This is like traveling with a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, plan yeah. ahead for things to keep them busy. Mm-hmm. And then walk and walk and walk and walk and walk <laughs> and walk and walk and walk and then walk some more. <laughs> and be prepared to make a statue a treat dispensing toy. Or... <laughs> but we travel with the dogs a lot. And, you know, sometimes not as often as we like when we're all busy. But uh, it adds another... Somebody, element to the trip. Somebody asked you before we, you left, before yes. we left, was why would you take a dog? A dog, much less five. But as yeah. we were on the trip and just watching them and enjoying seeing the world through mm-hmm. their eyes. and mm-hmm. It was great fun. And especially the three young ones, the three adolescents, because this was all new to them. Oh, yeah. And especially the beach. Rio's never been to the beach. Oh, oh yeah. Sea- well, oh, the seaweed. He thought that was so the cool. The seaweed, yeah. yeah, that was just so cool. Oh, well, and we have to talk about Bashir. He entered the water. He went yeah. in the water voluntarily. Now, Bashir hates, water. hates the water. Hates water. And so much so that I only semi-joked that he must have drowned in a previous lifetime. Yeah. The common phrase is Bashir only drinks water because he has, has to, to to survive. And he'd rather chew ice. Yeah. <laughs> well, even at Garland Park, 
with had the little stream there, mm-hmm. and he just he walked in, no yeah. problem, got his feet wet. But it started at the San Simeon Beach, mm-hmm. not so much at Morro Bay Beach. He didn't go in the water then, but at San Simeon on the beach, mm-hmm. I think at first initially he was trying to protect all of the other dogs from the waves. Mm-hmm. Because he was barking and running back and forth, and I think he was trying to, you're going to get in trouble! The waves are going to touch you! And then he started to have fun. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some symmetry in that, in that that's where Walter first taught him to enjoy the ocean. Right. The first yes. trip we took with them when they were teenagers. When they were young. Yeah. yeah. Walter yeah. went dashing into the waves, and Bashir lost his mind and kept trying to go in to save Walter. Walter. Who kept going, come on, it's fun out here. And this time Bashir went, well, maybe just a little. (laughs) Maybe just a little. That's why I brought Keely. Keely was totally disgusted. And Keely is like, oh, boys. Oh, Oh, yuck. Yuck. (laughs) I never did decide if it was the... Just being wet, or with whether it was the sand and the dirtiness of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Nasty. But by the time we got to Big Sur and we were at the Big Sur River, Bashir was one of the first ones in the water. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. We stood there with our jaws falling. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, going on a trip with the dogs just adds a whole nother level to everything. And I think it gives you a chance to look at things a little differently and see the world through their eyes and and uh it was worth losing and, some sleep at motel eight just to have motel six, motel six <laughs> yeah just to have water along i mean does traveling with the dogs require more work yeah oh yeah <laughs> and a lot more planning and and yeah it'd be easier for us just to throw the suitcases in and go right and we've done that a couple times but it's much more fun to take the dogs yep all right, well, that's it. It must be time because the dogs are standing up and stretching. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they are. We don't need a watch. <laughs> yeah. Watch the dogs. <laughs> so that's it for this podcast. I hope you think about taking your dogs along on a vacation. Just do some pre-planning and then enjoy. And when you do, drop us an email and let us know what S- you liked. Send a picture. Went. Send us some pictures. And that's it from us. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.